Hello and welcome everyone to tonight's episode of Podcasting for Christ. This is Evangelist Stacy Gibson with He's Got the Whole World in His Hands Ministry. And I'm not going to say as promised on my promo tonight because I did not do a promo this week. Uh, been very busy. I was actually out on vacation and been uh, busy trying to catch up on everything. But tonight's episode is going to be emulation. Emulation. And I'm going to be looking at a Father's Day uh, special. Uh, going to talk about fathers and our Heavenly Father and, and my father and, and, and other fathers out there and, and how we need to be emulating Christ and how we need to be walking the walk that he walked and everything. Uh, so we'll dive into that. We're going to be coming from 1 John chapter 2, verse 6. 1 John chapter 2, verse 6. Uh, y'all go ahead and lift your hands up and praise God. He is so worthy and he inhabits the praise of his children. And while get your Bibles out, why lead us in a word of prayer. Dear God, I love you. Dear God, I thank you. And I pray right now, Father, dear God, that you would help me, dear Lord, to do what I need to get done tonight, to speak a word just for a moment to the people, to make a difference, Father, dear God. And I love you. And I'm trusting and praying right now that the Holy Spirit will be the teacher, the preacher, the evangelist, the podcaster tonight, Father, dear God. And I'm going to be careful to give you all praise, honor, and glory because I can do nothing without you. Dear God, I'm weak. I'm useless, Father, dear God. But when if I let go and let you live your life through me, Father, dear God, it can be a magnificent life that can make a lot of difference in people's uh, lives and change their lives. And dear God, that's what I want. I, I want. I want to decrease, dear God. And I just pray right now that you would increase, dear God, and use me as your mouthpiece tonight. In Christ's name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Glory. Hallelujah. Praise God tonight. Podcasting for Christ. Here we go. Emulations. Emulation is what I actually. And happy Father's Day to everyone out there. Now, emulation means an effort to match or surpass a person or achievement, typically by imitation. And we know right now that imitation is a form of flattery. And boy, we can't be, we can be, uh, can't be no more great imitators and and that of Christ because Christ is the perfect example of what we need to be. Now, 1 John 2, 6 says, He that saith, he abideth in him himself also, so to walk even as he walked. So in other words, he that saith, I'm going to say that God abides in me. I tell you that right now, I know that God abides in me, right? And I ought to myself also to walk even as Christ has walked. You know, so I need to emulate. I need to imitate. I need to walk as Christ walked. Uh, walked. Amen. Glory. Hallelujah. Now, the word emulation is only found once in the Bible. Uh, Romans eleven fourteen. It says, If by any means, if by any means I may provoke to emulation them which are my, uh, which are my flesh. And he's speaking of the Jews there and might save some of them. And that's good. Paul wanted to save save them all if he could. Now here the word is, uh, let's see, it's a Greek word, paradazaleo. And, and it means to stimulate alongside. That is to excite, to rival rivalry, to provoke, to emulation, and jealousy. Okay, now the apostle Paul wanted to provoke the Jews to jealousy. And you can see that in verse 11 if you back up a little bit. And which is a good thing, right? 
with the new branches grafted in, Paul wanted to stir up his own people to get them involved. Hey, tonight I would like to stir each and one of you up as well and provoke you to emulation, provoke you to get involved, to get active and to walk as Christ walked. And you know, the word emulations, the plural, only occurs once in the Bible, and that's in Galatians 5.20. As I work uh, as a work of the flesh, meaning jealousy and indignation and envy. And it's dezelos in the Greek. Okay, so that right and that uh that word right there really is uh and I will use our English word tonight uh for the definition that I gave you. And I do want to stir you up as Paul did. However, I want to encourage all to match, surpass, and be imitators of Christ. For for us fathers, I want us to understand how we should emulate Christ and how we should lead by his example on the way on the way we live and lead the home. Amen. And that's what I want us to do now. And when I look back at, at the um the word emulation in Galatians 5:20 it's a work of the flesh and it, it you know and and it's not a good thing there but when Paul used it in Romans 11:14 it is a good thing now what i said i'm going to use our english definition because i said that an effort to match or surpass a person or achievement typically by imitation and that's what we're going to be looking at tonight so and and that's what i want us to do and i want us to see uh what this is what does this means for us in, in, in God's word and our walk and uh, how we should live and how we should act and how we should teach our children now many times i've watched children imitate their father's actions good or bad i know that you've seen that many times so it is vital it is essential it is necessary it is paramount that we act in appropriate manner according to God's word. It is also vital that we see the zeal for God in us. It's, it's vital that our children see the zeal of God in us. And, we, and with prayer, they will emulate the good that we show them. With prayer and Bible study and reading God's Word. And that's important, fathers. We need to be praying with our children. We need to let our children know that we're giving this to God. And hey, don't when God answers that prayer, be sure to let your children know that God answers the prayer. Put a star by the Bible. Put a star by the date. Write it down. Say something to your children. Say, look, we're going to pray about this certain situation. And I'm putting the date down right now. And the problem that we have, let's say we're praying for, <coughs> excuse me, they say, let's just say we're praying for uh, wanting an answer to prayer uh, about a loved one uh, uh, being healed or, or, you know, getting out of a hospital, something, something to that nature, right? And what we're going to do is we pray and put that date down that we prayed about it and we continue to pray about it. And hey, when God answers that prayer, when that person gets healed, when that person's home from the hospital, write down uh, that date again and let your children know that, look, God answered the prayers and it'll always be there for them to look at and see it on paper, write it in the Bible. That's what I like to do. I write my Bible's full of writings and stars and dates and things like that. And, and that way the, the children can see, hey, God still answers prayer today. And we need to show them that. Now, by, by doing that and by answering prayer and, and getting our children in the Bible 
and letting them study and read and know God's ways, we can have confidence in knowing that our children will grow up knowing that God answers prayer and knowing how to emulate God and emulate Christ, you know, and, and how good that is so they can walk in the way that they need to be walking. Even after if something happens to me, I can know and, and, and that my children are going to be taken care of and knowing that they love God and know what truth is. Uh, you know, and, and, and that's, what, uh, that's what I want to dive into tonight, truth. We always want to look at truth, don't we? Praise God, glory, hallelujah for that. Truth matters, it does. I thought about doing a, a program, uh, and I still may do a program called Truth Matters one day because I tell you, it matters. Amen. Glory. Hallelujah. Well, let's go ahead and get dived in. It may not be a long episode, but I don't never know how it's going to be. But let's look at some characteristics of Christ. Let's look at some characteristics of God and see how we measure up. I would like to, before we get started, I would like to, to just say I want to dedicate this episode to my father, Willis Steve Gibson, who on, uh, on Sunday, March 26, 1978, our family's life was changed forever. My father was killed in a car accident. And uh, I know many of you that have listened to me for a while now that you know all about that. I have the newspaper clippings right here in front of me, and I kind of read these earlier. And I started to read some of this tonight and everything, but I'm just going to leave this personal stuff to alone. I'm not going to go into that. I, I will just go into the fact that I lost my dad when I was 11 years old and I, I miss him truly, but he was a great dad, and he left a lasting impact on me, and I just want to say happy Father's Day to my father, Willis Steve Gibson. I love you, Dad, and I'll see you again, and I did, I think I did write a, I, no, I don't think I did, but I did write a poem, and maybe if I have time at the end of the episode, I might read that as well, but let's go ahead and see how we measure up tonight, so thank you, Steve Gibson, for you know, for, for if not for him, I wouldn't be here, right? Amen. Happy Father's Day to everybody out there, though. But let's look at one of the first things I, I came up with tonight is God is our provider. Boy, he is. Psalm 68, 9 says, Thou, O God, didst send a plentiful rain. Psalms 147, 8, Who covereth the heavens with clouds? Who prepareth rain for the earth? Who maketh grass to grow upon the mountains? Amen. That's my God. God is a provider. God has provided me with life. God has provided me with everlasting life. God has provided me with everything that I've had thus far in my life. You say, Brother Stacey, your dad gave you a lot of things. Yes, he did, but God worked through him to give me things. And God, well, Brother Stacey, you, you've got a job. That's how you get things. God gave me the job, okay? So you can't go wrong. Uh, no matter which, which way you want to throw this, I'm going to put God there first because I'm going to tell you that God is the reason I have a job. God's the reason I get a paycheck. God's the reason that, that I can go to the store and buy things and, and God provides me. He's a provider tonight. He will provide you with whatever you need. He's provided salvation. He has provided uh, provided his word for us uh, to give us comfort and, and to teach us and train us and, and, and do everything. So I'm just telling you, what is it that you need? What do you what is your provision tonight? God is there for you and God will be a provider. Dads, in contrast, we must be providers as well. And I'll throw that in. My dad was a great provider. We had a home. My dad made sure that we had food on the table. My dad made sure that we had clothes on our backs and shoes on our feet. And that we had everything necessary, a roof over our head. So, you know, you see the contrast I'm trying to make here. 
God is the ultimate provider, but dads, we need to be providers as well. That is God's will. God wants, even though uh, there's shoes on my table and, uh, or excuse me, food on my table and shoes on my feet. You know, we want to thank God for all these things, but we thank dads too, because dads help in that process to make things possible. Dads, be a provider tonight. Provide for your children. Hey, pay your child support if that's what you need to do. If you're in that situation, hey, put food on the table. Get up off your sorry bum and go to work and provide for your children. God does not like softness. And let me tell you, a man doesn't work, he shouldn't eat, right? We know that. There's, And I could spend all day in Scripture talking about many things, but I just, for the sake of time, I'm going to keep going and, and keep moving on here because I want you to know that God is our provider. So dads, we must be a provider. Hey, number two, God is our protector. Psalms 121, 7 and 8 says, The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. Amen. Glory. Hallelujah. That's good. He shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth and for and even forevermore. God's our protector. I can tell you many stories of how God's protected me. I know that you've probably heard uh, me say this before, but you know, you have a morning that you're running late and you don't know why the alarm clock didn't go off and all kinds of stuff. And we, and we almost get mad sometimes, you know, with ourselves and, and the circumstances. And then we realize we, as we're going to work that we come up on an accident. And I've had this happen before. And the first thought that Holy Spirit gave to me was, see, if you'd have been on time, you'd have been caught up in that accident. God is our protector. God wants to protect us from evil. God wants to protect us from the things of this world. You know, uh, that all the, uh, the thou shall nots are, are there for our protection, you know. And I'm just going to, and of course you want me, you know I'm going to flip it. Fathers, we must be protectors for our children, our families, and our homes. We must protect them not only from the physical dangers, but the dangers that are on social media, the dangers that are out there, the lies and, and all the deceit and things that, 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 are, that our government is, is, is doing to us right now. I tell you, and, and all the lies, and I say lies because I'm telling you, I'm always going to give you the truth, and I don't care if you like it or not. This is the truth. God's our protector, and fathers, we must protect our children. That means from uh, ungodly websites and, and everything that you could possibly think of. God is our protector. Fathers, we must be our protector. We must be the protector of the home. Hey, God is our sustainer. You know, Psalms 55, 22 says, Cast thy burden upon the Lord, and he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. We cast our burdens upon the Lord because he shall sustain us. He shall keep us strong and, and support us and do everything that, that is necessary to keep us moving forward for him. God is a great sustainer. I love God for that. And I thank God for that. And fathers, we must be the strength and support that our children need as well. You know, sometimes our children need us to 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 be that sustainer for them and let them know that 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 we are that they have a stable home here and 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 that they are uh you know they can be protected i mean excuse me they can be uh 
strengthened and supported as well. We need to be that support group uh, for our children. Amen. So God's our sustainer. Fathers, we need to be the sustainers in the home. It's very important for that. Moving on, God is our advocate. You know, 1 John 2, 1 says, And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. I thank God for being my advocate. You know, he's that lawyer. He's the one that pleads my case. He's the one that's on my side. And sometimes, fathers, we must plead the case of our children, and we must be on their side when it calls for it. And I'm going to say when it calls for it, because sometimes our children are in the wrong. And we don't need to defend them when they're in the wrong. We need to support them and let them know uh, what they did wrong. And, and that can fall back to being that sustainer. But, we, but they need to know that we're their advocate, that they can come to us and tell us anything and that we'll be just, just like God is just. And hey, that's a, that would have been another good one. God is just, fathers, we must be just. Amen. So uh, God is our teacher. God is our teacher. Matthew 22, 16 says, Master, we know that thou art true and teachest the way of God in truth. Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. And no man comes unto the Father but by Him. And we know that, that every bit of God's Word from Genesis all the way to Revelation is truth. And we know right now God is truth. And let me tell you, fathers, we must teach. We have to teach our children. Because I'm going to tell you, if we do not, the world will teach them. This, our television sets will teach them. You know, I was thinking about this the other day. How TV has changed our lives. I know many of you don't think too much about it, but boy, every you know the television itself. How it, how children and me, including myself, when I grew up, how it was so easy for the parents that have jobs to do, that had things to do, was just put the kids in front of the TV set and let them sit there while the parents go do the chores or whatever that needed to be done and and I got to thinking man wow the television has, has taught many of us many of us some good but a lot of bad a lot of bad things especially today I tell you commercials are nothing but pornography now and sex is selling everything and and boy I tell you everything out there is anti-christ but you know Fathers, if we don't teach our children the truth, this world will teach them lies. Amen. You can quote me on that. Fathers, if we don't teach our children truth, the world will teach them lies. Amen. Glory. Hallelujah. Praise God. God is our counselor. Isaiah 9, 6. His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. God consoles His children like nobody else can. I thank God for the Holy Spirit that can comfort us and teach us and show us and guide us and everything. And this is really one for, for us to, to, we really need to grab hold of and understand. And you go through the Psalms and you see that everywhere, right? But fathers, we must listen and console our children. Sometimes that's all they need is an ear. They just need us to hear them. Amen. They really do. They just need that ear to be bent towards them. Let them finish. Don't interrupt them. You know, just listen to the children. Let them 
let them know that they their voice can be heard and console them in a manner that it's that that is biblical and, and righteous in a right way and you know like if we don't if we don't do it, like I said, the world's going to console them too, as, as well. Uh, hey, let's, uh, I'll tell you what, let's take a quick break here. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Uh, we left off about God, our being our counselor, and fathers, we must listen and console our children. Amen. I'm uh, going to move right on along, and thank you for coming back, right? <laughs> thank you for tuning in tonight. Hey, I love you listeners. I do. I appreciate each and every one of you. I do want you to do one favor for me before I continue. Would you please do a favor for me and share this episode with someone that you know that, that needs uh, Christ, a lost person, and sh- maybe share it with a saved friend. So, and just, you know, if we can get uh, others to share and keep sharing and, and everything and uh, that we can get this episode all around the globe. And then, you know, and that, and like I said, I, I do want to do that. But I, I do want to tell you, I love you and I appreciate you. And uh, I'm here for you. And I want to, uh, I know uh, that many of you know me. And uh, if you got a prayer request or something, uh, please send that to sgibson132 at comcast.net. That's sgibson132 at comcast.net. Send your prayer request in and I'll pray for you. And even if you got a Bible question, I'll try my best to answer it uh, to the best of my abilities. And uh, and I'm going to give you truth. So, hey, you can count on that. Amen. Hey, let's look at one more here. Uh, Well, a few more. God is our anchor. Amen. Glory. Hallelujah. I love God and I know he's my anchor. Let me tell you why. Because I'm still here and I'm still anchored and I'm not, you know, falling apart, you know, like I should be. Let me tell you, Stacy Gibson is nothing but nothing. I'm nothing. I'm no good. I can't do anything. I'm weak. But, you know, through the help of the Holy Spirit and me letting God live my life through me and and everything, I can accomplish, no, excuse me, He can accomplish great and mighty things through me, right? You know, and that's what I want. And, you know, uh, God is our anchor. Hebrews 6, 19 says, which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast. You know, God is our anchor. He can, I, I tell you, I, I've I've went out to the hospital before to pray with people and to be an encouragement. And I can't tell you how many times I've went out there and I haven't went out there. It's been a long time since I've been out there, uh, been out there, but I used to go uh, pretty regular. And I remember a, a time going out there to try and encourage somebody. And this person, and I'm going to be a little graphic here, but, uh, you know, so hold your ears if you don't like stuff like that. <laughs> this person had some kind of clear stuff wrapped around him, but his belly was laid open. And I don't know, you know, and there was, uh, he had stitches going up and everything where they had laid him open or something. You know, it's been such a long time. I can't remember all the gist of it, but I do know that this guy was in a pretty bad shape and I went in there and to encourage him. And you know what, by the grace of God, this man encouraged me, you know? And it was awesome. I left the room. I was the one that got encouraged. You know, this man was praising God. And for him to praise God, being in the hospital, being in the situation that he was in, I just, you know, it was just crazy. But I'm sitting there thinking, wow, he knows who his anchor is. 
and that anchor holds. I'm telling you right now, that's what an anchor is supposed to do is hold and in spite of the storms, it's, it's going to hold you steadfast and hold you true right where you need to be so you're not uh, moving and swaying back and swaying back and forth. Uh, you know, and with any wind of doctrine, I'll say that, you know, but you know, God is our anchor and fathers, we must be an anchor. We must be an example of strength and stability for our children. They must see that in us. You know, did your children see you when an unexpected bill arises or, or something happens in your life? Do your children see you fall apart and lose it? Or do they see that anchor in Christ? Now, look, let me tell you, the flesh, when my flesh acts up, you can ask anybody that knows me. When I'm walking in the flesh, my flesh can act up and I can be a non-anchor. <laughs> I can let some words fly and I don't mean cuss words or anything. I just mean some, you know, I may get a little angry. I may get upset, uh, you know, things like that uh, uh, and everything. But, you know, I don't have sometimes uh, I don't have the stability and the strength that I that I need to have when I'm walking in the flesh. But when I'm walking in the spirit and things happen, you can see a big difference because I realize who my anchor is, who's going to hold me. And it helps me to have that strength and stability that I need. And that's only from the help of the Holy Spirit. It ain't nothing I do. But fathers or children need to see that in us. They do. They need to see that, that dad is trusting in God. They need to see that dad is, is no matter what the circumstances are, that dad's going to to have strength in God and stability. And they need to know there's safety and security in the home. And they need to know they can rush back to you and, and tell you anything and confide in you. And fathers, that's what we need to be to our children. And show them the way, the truth, and the life. Amen. Glory, hello. You know, I've got, hmm, I got several more than I'm going to do here, but I, I tell you what I might, what I'm going to do is just give you what God is and what fathers, uh, you know, what we must be uh, for the sake of time. I'm just going to try to kind of move along fast because I got some other things uh, that I want to uh, get, get to here and we'll, we'll wrap this thing up. But, you know, hey, God is truth. Amen. I tell you that all just about every week, don't I? That I'm always going to give you truth. Well, let me tell you what truth is. God. God's word is truth. And fathers, we must live out truth in front of our children. You know, we can't, you know, if the Bible says, thou shall not steal. Fathers, we can't go out there and and say, hey, look, I found $20 on the floor here at the, uh, at the supermarket uh, or or maybe somewhere, some store somewhere, and, and say, hey, a gift from God. No, the truth is the matter. The truth of the matter is that's not your 20, and God didn't give it to you. Somebody else lost it. We need to let our children know. They need to see that example in us, right? Fathers, uh, God is truth, and we need to be truth to our children. We need to let them know the Ten Commandments. We need to let them know what God's Word says, and we need to live out that truth in front of them so they could see it by being honest and being just in everything that we do. Amen. Hey, God is the way, you know. God is the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes into the Father except uh, but by Him. And I've said that several times tonight, and hey, uh, that's the truth, and I'm going to give it to you. God is the way. And let me tell you something, fathers, if we don't teach our kids the way, the world's going to teach them their way. You've heard me say that a few times tonight, but that's the truth. Hmm, fathers, we must 
must teach the way. Hey, get your Bibles out. Get on your knees and pray with your children. Get your Bibles out and read God's Word with your children. Teach them what the God's Word says. You know, and, and have a Bible study with your family. Whatever you need to do. Hey, another thing is God is long is, is long suffering. And fathers, I believe that sometimes that this is where we might fail. We don't have enough patience with our children. God is long suffering with us. We need to be long suffering. We need to be patient. We need to 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 encourage our kids and and be patient with them as they grow and not lose control when they don't get things right the first time, second time, or third time. Because hey, we don't either. We don't always get things right. So God is long-suffering. Fathers, I want you to understand we must be patient. We must be long-suffering tonight, which goes along with my next one. God is kind. Oh, God's been so good to me. You know, on many of these, I could spend a whole episode probably talking about how long-suffering, how good God is, how he's a teacher, and how he's my advocate, my sustainer, protector, provider, and everything. But God is kind. He's been so good to me. He's been so kind to me. And I know fathers... We need to learn to be gentle with our children. Let them see the gentle side in you. It doesn't always need to be fear and, and, and everything that we instill in them. And let me tell you something, that's coming next, right? But we need to learn how to be gentle. And, that's, and I'll say that because God is to be reverenced. And I'm going to say fear and reverence. When the Bible talks of fear 90% of the time, uh, you know, when it speaks of fear, it's always talking about reverence in God. You know, but there is a fear of God, the great and terrible God. You get on his bad side and, you know, or if you come against him, and we know there's many times in the Bible when that has happened, that, that bad things have happened. Hey, in the Old Testament, the ground opened up and swallowed people and, and they fell into the pit, okay? So we look at things like that and, you know, so, hey, that's a, you know, uh, the, the thunder sometimes that happens, you know, and rattles the whole house and we get a little bit scared, you know, and everything. God is to be feared like that. And fathers, we must teach and demand reverence ourselves. We need to teach our kids to reverence God. And we need to teach our kids and demand reverence from them. Hey, I'm your father. You don't disrespect me and you don't talk to me like that, right? Hmm. That's what's wrong with many children today. We haven't put the fear of God in them. (laughs) And that's what we need to do. Which leads me to the next one. God is a God of chastisement. God punishes the sinner. And and, and, and I mean, when God doesn't chastise lost sinners. God chastises his children. Notice that. You know, now every lost person will stand in the judgment one day. But I'm telling you right now that, (laughs) amen, that God chastises not lost people. God chastises his children. And fathers, we must correct our children when needed. And sometimes we know that means spare the rod, spoil the child. You've heard that uh, before. And it's, well, that's not really in the Bible. No, but the Bible does talking about that not to not despair the rod. In other words, we are to uh, chastise our children. I don't care what a counselor may say. I don't care what modern day uh, uh, people that uh, uh, that think they know uh, know everything. These uh, counselors and uh, psychiatrists or or anybody that that uh, that deals with uh, with the care of children that will try to tell you, oh, you don't hit them. 
let me just tell you one thing right now. My dad beat the mm out of me. My mom beat me. And, you know, to this day, I see an older person. I'm still saying yes, sir, and no, ma'am, and everything. Why? Because I was trained right and taught better. Now, I'm not saying beat beat your kids and put bruises on them, stuff like that. No, I'm talking about just a good old-fashioned belt, uh, a, a fashion belt, or either, you know, my, many times my, I had to go pull a switch, and, boy, it had to be a big one, and, you know, and everything, and uh, a switching, I guess you may call that. But you know what? We need to correct our children. And sometimes, uh, you know, and it wasn't, let me just tell you, parents, you know, it doesn't have to be, oh my gosh, I got to beat this guy every day. You know what? If you put the fear of God in that child, and I've had, you know, I remember with my son, I, I, I gave him the belt a few times, but you know, later on, all I had to do was show him that belt. And he responded, you know. And it's called, we just want our children to, to, we want to chastise our children so they'll be respectful. And you know what? What do you get when you don't do that? Well, you get what you see all over social media today with people disrespecting the police, people disrespecting the flag, people disrespecting our country, our nation, our, and our elders, and people disrespecting God and the church. Hmm. Took Bibles out of school. And that's why we're having school shootings all the time took prayer and Bible study out of the school, took prayer and Bible study, you know, or prayer out of of, of the football games. And boy, they just want to take God at everything. But hey, and we look at the mess that we're in today. And I can tell you now a big, huge part of it is because we've taken God out of everything. Hey, that was for free. So God is a God of chastisement. Father, we must learn to correct. And let me, let me, uh, let me end up, let me do one more here. And, and, and I think this is a great one to end on since I said truth and long-suffering, kind and reverence and chastisement, right? There's nothing better to follow up chastisement with than love. And let me tell you something. God is love. For God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth Him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. John 3, 16. God is love. God is love. He loves us. That's why He sent His Son. He loves us. That's why He made a way. He loves us so much. That's why He provides for us. That's why he's our advocate, our sustainer, our protector, our teacher, our counselor, our anchor. Everything he is is because of love, and he only wants wants best for us. Fathers, we must show love as well. Don't you want what's best for your children? Don't you want? Many of us tell us say all the time, "I want my children to have a better life than I did." And I know many people are are uh, kind of got conflict with that. And they say, "Well, you know, what's wrong with the life I had?" You know, and I understand what they're saying. There was nothing wrong with the way I grew up. Matter of fact, sometimes I wish we could go back to those ways. And you know, I look at my grandchildren today, and I, oh my, and I pray immensely because I know that I just don't like the way this world's headed. But you know what I have confidence in is knowing that God is everything that I said tonight, the provider, protector, sustainer, advocate, the teacher, right? He's all these things and he's going to take care of my children. He is. He's going to take care of my grandchildren. And I know that they say there's, there's no better thing that you can spend with your children than time. And I'm going to tell you, there's another great thing here is, is we need to make sure that we show our children love. Hey, let your children climb up in your lap. Hug them, fathers. Hug your children. 
Let them know what love is. Let them know the love of God. Let them know that you care about them. And you know what? If you do that, then, you know, they'll come to you with their problems. They won't hide things from you as much, I'll say, you know. God is love. Fathers, let us show the love to our children. Love your children and show the love of Christ. I mean, I'll go one step further here. I will say that, fathers, you need to love your wives. And let your children know that you love your wives. And don't let your children disrespect your wives as well. Amen. I got some quotes here. I got a quote from an unknown. It says, Dad, your guiding hand on my shoulder will remain with me forevermore. That one's unknown. My father gave me my dream. Thanks to him, I could see a future. That was uh, Liza Minnelli said that. Dads are the most ordinary men turned by love into heroes, adventurers, storytellers, and singers of song. Another unknown. A dad is someone who wants to catch you when you fall. Instead, he picks you up, brushes you off, and lets you try again. That's another unknown. I cannot think of any need in childhood as strong as a need for a father's protection. Sigmund Freud said that. No one in this world can love a girl more than her father. Michael uh, Ratten, Ratten, boy, that's a fun name here. R-A-T-N-A-D-E-E-P-A-K. So, Rat Nadepak. <laughs> Your guess is as good as mine on that one. I'm sorry. <clears throat> I'm losing my voice here. As we're going through this episode, I don't know what's going on here, but just bear with me. It doesn't matter who my father was; it matters who I remember he what I who I remember he was. And Sexton said that. Mm. No man I ever met was my father's equal, and I never loved any other man as much. Heidi Lamar said that. Amen. I'm going to give you one more quote. I'm going to give you a good, a famous quote by a man named Stacy Gibson here. <laughs> now, it's actually a poem I wrote uh, uh, today, actually before this episode. Great fear and reverence he instilled in me. A loving man and father was he. My provider, as I never did without. My protector, all I had to do was shout. I still feel his loving care today. And I will share this love to my children in the same way. My father truly was a great man, and one day in heaven by his side I will stand. Willis Steve Gibson, I love you, Dad. I miss you, and I'll see you again one day in heaven. And which brings me to tonight's bottom line, which is going to be real quick. Tonight's bottom line is for all the fathers out there. Let's be the example that our children need to see. Let's live the life and live the truth in front of them that they need to see. Let's love them, care for them, and be there for them. Amen. Dear God, I love you and I thank you for all that you do. I'm thankful for my dad. 
thankful for my granddads. And I'm thankful for all the dads out there that are, that are doing their best to be the provider, the advocate, the sustainers and protectors that our children need. And I pray for all the children out there, dear God, that are orphans. I pray for all the children out there that are being caught up in sex trafficking and all the, the abuse that some children are taking out there. I know some fathers need to be strung up, dear God. But dear Lord, I, I want to be kind and merciful as you are, Father, dear Lord. And I pray for all the children out there and I pray for all the fathers. I pray for all the children out there that don't have fathers anymore or that don't have fathers in their lives whether they've been taken away by death or or just walked away and never came back I pray dear God for all the lost people that are out there Father dear Lord because you know no matter what happens in this life Father dear God the most important thing that we can the most important decision Father dear God is for us to accept you for salvation And I pray for the lost people, dear God, that they would understand right now how much you love us, how much you care for us, and Father, how you just want to be a loving Father to each and every one of us. And dear God, that you don't want none of us to perish, but you want us all to have that everlasting life. I thank you for the listeners. I thank you for this episode. I thank you for this podcast, Father, dear Lord. And I pray that you take and use it as you see fit and do with it what you would have do with it and God I'm going to right now I'm going to give you all praise all honor and all glory Father dear God for all that you do in Christ's name I pray amen amen hey thank you very much and I hope and pray that we can emulate Christ Jesus happy Father's Day thank you for tuning in God bless